really excited to be able to tell you guys about um, what happened on the week of Mission Akron. If you're new with us here today, um, obviously, like Pastor Jay said, it's a little bit different of a service, but we like to celebrate the good things that God did the week of Mission Akron. And here at Connect Youth, we're always doing a missions trip every year, or at least we try to. COVID tried to put a little stop to that, but it didn't because God is greater. And so um, uh, if, if you don't know what we're all about, we have a cycle that, that we do here at Connect Youth. And that, and that cycle is based off of Acts 1-8. And it starts out in Jerusalem, which is our local missions trip, which would be Mission Akron. And then we go out to a regional, and then we do a local again, and then we go to international. And this year, we were actually supposed to do our international trip to Guatemala. But obviously, that didn't happen because we're talking about Mission Akron today. But it says in Acts 1-8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Akron is our Jerusalem. And this is the last thing that, that Jesus said to his disciples. This was the last thing that he commanded to his disciples. And we, we need to start in Jerusalem. And that's where the disciples started. If you go through the book of Acts, that's where they started. And that's where we started, is in our own community, and serving and sharing the love of Christ in our own community. And so... We had the opportunity to do that this year on Mission Akron 2020. But before I get into all of what we did and the good things that God did, the amazing things that God did, I want to say thank you to everyone in this room, to everyone who donated food, to everyone who donated school supplies. And I want to give out a special thank you to Patty Knight, to Verlin and Ralph, and also Sherry Kennedy for all that they did for us in preparing food for us throughout the week. They are amazing. They were here at like six in the morning, if not earlier, till here late at night, just preparing everything for us. And we just want to give you guys a big thank you in all that you did for us. And um, obviously, all of those that prayed for us, we, we are so thankful. A week like this doesn't happen if we don't have a church body behind us. And so we just want to say thank you to everyone who was a part of that. Um, we, can't, we can't thank you guys enough. And so what did our week look like? Our, our week was uh, planned out as much as possible as it could be in a few months of getting this prepared because we had to, we had to choose to do Mission Akron this year uh, only, I think, like three months before actually, all the three or four months before actually having the trip because like I said, we were planning on going to Guatemala. And so with COVID, it was kind of a little hard to plan things and, and get some projects going, but God provided, and he even provided a little bit extra throughout the week that you're going to hear in a minute. And so I'm going to go throughout the week just real quick here and, and tell you about some of the projects about what we did and um, just kind of sequentially going through our week. And so our week started on Sunday, and where we started was here at the church, and we helped out our, our grounds crew team with doing some projects that they wouldn't be able to get done unless they had a bunch of hands to do it or it would take them quite a while. And so you'll see in the video that, that will show that um, up here in the corner of the campus, we cleared out by the telephone pole and made it look nice up there and took all these sticks, all these brushes, all these vines and um, took them all the way back to the back other side of the corner of the campus. And you'll see in the video, which is pretty funny, about 20 students carrying a giant tarp full of sticks struggling to get them all the way back to the to the corner which they actually didn't struggle they actually kicked butt but um we did that there are some roots up here that we we cut out of the ground and we filled with dirt if you look back here um, with the help of buddy strunk and tom jarvis we dug out a trench out back here 
and um, by the stairs in the back. And so what we did, it, Buddy and um, Tom, they dug out trenches with a backhoe, and we ended up raking all the rocks out, shoveling all the rocks out, and then we ended up putting 1,200 pounds, I think Larry said, worth of gravel in, in the trenches to keep water from getting on our sidewalk and, and making it look nice up there on the steps. Um, we had people picking up rocks in, in our grass area in the back where the building will be going, the new building, and um, we, we fixed out up front. If you see, if you go on this side of the building out front is a bunch of bushes and, and things that, um, mulching and things like that that the students did throughout the, the week actually uh, here at the campus, which was just really cool and really nice to be able to make our church campus look nice and pleasing and inviting to people that may, may be new or um, that may be here for the first time. And so it's, it's cool to just be able to bless um, our church building. And then the next day, we went to a house in Lakemore, and we ended up painting it. It's a two-story house. And really the funny story about this is, in my mind, I thought it was going to take us all day to paint the house, and, and it did, in a sense. But we get there, we get there around 9.30, and we get there, I get all the paint, get it, um, the paint ready for the kids, give them rollers, paint brushes, and put some of them on the, the trim of painting the white. And then within like an hour and a half, we were basically done. And I was like, uh, what do we do now? And so um, we, still had, we still had quite a bit of a house to do, but basically where everyone could reach with their arms or with extension um, poles was basically done with one coat. And we had people sitting around and things like that because there, there wasn't much to do. And so God gave us another project to do. And so we ended up going to Kristen Knight's grandma's house and um, we power washed the deck, moved it, cleaned it, and restained it which was really cool that God just provided us another project to bless and serve someone. And we ended up getting the house completely painted, and it was so awesome to be able to bless someone who, who, who needed it, who needed help, who wasn't going to be able to do that on their own. And so that was, that was our first day, and we see that God provided here and helped us out in giving us another project. And then for the next few days, we worked with the well. And if you don't know what the well corporation is, is they're a housing corporation here in, in basically downtown Akron. They're in the Middlebury area, which is from Exchange Street on West Market, Exchange Street, all the way down to South Main, basically, or Main Street, not South Main, Main Street. And basically everything in there, if you didn't know, is called Middlebury, and it is a part of Akron. And what they do, because it's basically a very rundown area of Akron, and what they do is they buy houses, and they fix them up and make them look brand new. We got to go hang out in one and go see one that they had finished, but they make them look brand new or they buy vacant lots and they, they build houses or duplexes and they rent them out to people at affordable rates so people can actually live and have a nice place to live in the community. And they also do a lot of cool different things as well where they're gonna have a conference center um, here on East Market Street and I'll tell you about that here in a minute. But they also, they help train people to do plumbing and jobs like that, trade, trade school basically, and they wanna make the community a better place and a, a nice place to live and just help people out in any way possible. They have like sort of a, a food bank, fridge type thing where they, they give out food or they let people come in and cook their food for dinner or whatever that may be. They're, they're an awesome or nonprofit organization that helps out the community in a lot of ways. And so how we got to help them out was we got to, a few of our groups went to different houses and prepped houses for the 
um, well to get started on. Some of these houses looked like Jumanji just happened in it. There were so many vines and so many trees to cut down and things like that. And the students were cutting down trees and they were landscaping, mowing, weed eating, and making these houses look nice for the well to just go in and get started. And then also, we got to move a warehouse to their new facility that they had just bought. And the funny thing is, is last year when we worked with them, we had to move everything into this warehouse and clean it up for them. And then a year later, we're moving everything out of this warehouse now that they are creating into a conference center where you can go do weddings and have hangout area and, and things like that. And this conference center that they're going to be renovating. And we moved from that warehouse to their new warehouse in and part of their community where there's actually 30 vacant lots that they end up, that they're going to end up purchasing and rebuilding or fixing up and getting people living in there. And their goal actually this, or no, I wouldn't say this year, but they have a goal of 60 houses in 60 months. And actually since last year when we worked with them, that's when they started this goal. They are in month 30 and I think they've hit around, it was like 48 to 50 houses they've already renovated and they have rented out to people and getting people living in nice places. And so it was cool to just be able to help them out because moving all of that stuff to their warehouse now gets them closer into um, getting supplies to those locations and things like that. And this is a rough estimate of how many hours of work that our students and young adults and all the adults that were helping out helped them save was 592 hours worth of work. And they wouldn't be able, they, they told us it would take them weeks, if not months, to move all of this stuff from this warehouse to the next warehouse and, and do all of this landscaping because they only have a few people working there. And so that helped them out tremendously. And so the next day, we actually, we went to Pregnancy Solutions and we actually ended up going to Pregnancy Solutions on the wrong day. It wasn't the wrong day, it was just the day that we um, had to actually go there because the well didn't have their keys to the new facility that we were moving things to. So we had to switch up our schedule, but God had a plan because we were supposed to have four hours worth of work here at Pregnancy Solutions when we were uh, giving, um, we were helping out in their storage area where they kept all their supplies. We were putting wood chips around the building, around their flowers in, in the front of the building. We were weeding and we dug an inch off of this portion of the ground and put some wood chips there as well, but we thought it was going to be four hours worth of work, but everyone in the green shirts here kicked butt, and they did it within two hours. And so I was looking around again like, um, okay, what am I going to do now? What are we going to do now? And so I talked to Aaron Corbett and the Fossil Center. We got to go there, and we got to go weed, and it was really cool because Aaron was telling us that they're, they're limited on staff, and every day they're trying to pull weeds and make their area look nice. Um, for people to go there and to learn about creation. And um, they just, every day, it just keeps, they keep growing. They don't know where they come from. And so we ended up helping them. We took all of our, all of our students and adults there, and we just weeded for the next two hours and got it looking nice there. So God provided again, which was really cool. And then Friday, ending our week, we had our back-to-school bash. And this was just a really cool opportunity for us to be able to serve the community and just love on the community and just actually create community that we haven't been able to do for months now because of COVID. And so what, what had happened is we had quite a few people come here and I believe the numbers were, I think we have 45 plus backpacks filled 
filled with school supplies we handed out to kids that night. And so 45 families were blessed with not having to worry about school supplies at all. And it was so cool to just see certain families come in that we had not seen before. And um, there were families bringing nine kids or eight kids. And it was just so cool to just have a community event, talk to people, hang out with people. I know there was a gospel conversation that happened that night. And and that is what it, it was all about, was creating community, showing the love of Christ to people. And so it was just a cool night of community, playing games, hanging out, giving out cotton candy, school supplies, and snow cones. And you'll see here in this video that we're about to show you the amazing things that God did, because my words don't do it, do justice to how hard everyone in these green shirts worked and their attitudes in serving Christ. And so check out this video. And so before I bring up these three students to come give you guys th- their testimony or their story about how God changed them throughout Mission Agri, I want you all to know that everyone in these green shirts, they have a story and they, they were changed by the week of Mission Agri. And so at the end of the service outside, find someone in a green shirt and just ask them and talk to them because they'd love to tell you about all the cool things that happened on Mission Akron. And so we have three students up here. And first I'm going to bring up Alex Elia to tell you how God changed him this week. So, Alex? How you guys doing? My name is Alex Elia, and I thank you all for coming today. And I just want to tell you uh, that I had a great time on this year's mission trip. I had a great time serving with my, uh, my fellow youth group and eating and laughing with them. I had a great time with them this week, and we definitely, we definitely did a lot. And... Uh, there's a couple of things that God showed me this week, but one thing I want to mention to you, uh, one of the things that he showed me was that the Lord's work is uh, it's never in vain. And I had that in my, uh, sometimes I, I struggle with that because my flesh, the way I like to put it is my flesh doubts the supernatural, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, so Satan comes to my mind and he tells me that uh, this work that you're doing this week is really not, it's not a big deal. You're not going to make any eternal impacts, and you're kind of wasting your time. But as the week began, on the first day, he, God kicked that out of my mind real quick. And uh, there's a couple examples that I could tell you about. But, but um, the, the biggest one is especially at the school supply event where we were giving away school supplies. That was, uh, that was a perfect opportunity to tell people about Christ and tell them what we're doing this week and uh, what kind of work and how we're serving. And uh, I want to also thank everyone that supported us through prayers, through uh, food, and uh, just any way that anybody supported. And a special thanks to Berlin and, and Patty and uh, everyone that cooked for us. They spiced up the week with every time it was a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They had a different theme, and they uh, spiced up the week for us. So I thank you guys a lot and, uh, and how you helped. And love you all. God bless you. Next up is Liz Gidley. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Gidley. I've been going to this church for almost three years now. I recently accepted Christ and was baptized here this year. Mission Akron 2020 was my first missions trip, and I didn't really know what to expect. I thought that it would just be a group of students I had barely talked to and I helping around the community. 
Of course, that's what we did, but it was so much more. I had soon realized that these students would be some of my favorite people of all time. God had showed me that I have an amazing community of friends that I can serve with and trust. They have helped me realize that I am more than my fears. I remember one of the first things we did on our first full day was paint a house. I was separated from Dylan, and I knew I needed to start stepping out of my comfort zone, and talking to other students and building friendships could be a good start. I noticed, I noticed that everyone was taking a break and sitting in a circle, so I decided I would sit with them and try to add to conversations. We had some interesting conversations about cartoons and missions trips. It was so relieving to not feel like such a stranger with all of them. These students have made me feel so loved and significant within just a week, and all I had to do was step forward and be vulnerable. Because I was, be because I was able to step out of my comfort zone, serve, and make friendships, God showed me how significant and loved I am, and he helped me understand that I have a purpose in serving others, and I, I have nothing to be afraid of. This week, God showed me that I am a kingdom worker, and with him, I can do anything if I put my fears aside and trust him. Thank you for all the prayers and support from everyone, and thank you to the Mission Akron team and everyone a part of it. Next up is Dylan McVeigh. This was my favorite missions trip that I've ever been on. It wasn't what was initially planned, but it was, it was what God had planned all along. When the missions trip to Guatemala was canceled, I was a little disappointed, but I was ready for whatever would be planned. It didn't dawn on me until the Saturday before Mission Akron started that God does everything for a reason. I never doubted that fact, but it didn't really hit me until then. I had no idea what to expect going in, but by Tuesday, God had shown me what he needed to, and that's the difference between happiness and joy. I had known before the definitions of happiness and joy, and I had known the difference between them, but I never truly understood it. God helped me truly understand the difference between them. After every other missions trip I had been on, I felt happy afterwards, but soon I would be back to the way I was before the trip. During this mission, Akron, I felt myself being totally open to God and to letting him have, it, have control. And I felt the positivity of this week was true joy. God showed me this through a combination of serving him and making friendships that I never thought I would make, and it forever changed me and helped me grow in my faith. Thank you to the Mission Akron team and Mikey for making this week happen, and thank you to the whole congregation for your prayers and support of this week. Like I said, those were just only three stories, and there's... I believe 44 shirts, people in shirts here that have stories as well. So go find one of them and go talk to them outside here after the service. And I, I want to end the service here with kind of a challenge and kind of what the, I, I gave the challenge to the students, everyone who was a part of Mission Akron when we decided to do Mission Akron instead of Guatemala. You know, COVID has messed up a lot of things and has put a, a, a twist in a, in a lot of things in life just in general, and especially planning a missions trip of going out of the country. And so as we were, as we were talking and figuring out whether or not we were going to do Guatemala or we were going to do Mission Akron, we just had to keep looking at, like, what, what did God want us to do? What did God want us to do? What is safe? 
and, and what, it, what is smart. And we ended up coming with the, down to the decision of staying here and doing Mission Akron, not even knowing really what it was going to look like. We just knew that we weren't financially going to be able to make it to Guatemala. And um, safety-wise, it just didn't seem like it was going to be a safe way for us to even go. And so we decided to do Mission Akron and not really necessarily having a plan, but knowing that, that God was in control. And so you can notice on the back of these, these shirts that everyone is wearing, on the back it has three words, and it's revitalize, rebuild, and restore. And as I was planning Mission Akron, and as I was looking into things, I came across the story of Nehemiah. And reading the story of Nehemiah really came down to these three words, because if you haven't read the story of Nehemiah, it is a lot like what we are going through right now. See, the Israelites at this point in time in the story of Nehemiah, they are actually in exile from the place that they grew up. They are in exile from Israel. They, they are in exile from Jerusalem. And a lot like how we before have been, at, or at that time when we were playing Mission Akron, we were exiled from here. We were exiled from seeing the people that we loved or exiled to going to doing the things that we love or going to work or whatever that may be. And that's the same thing that was happening to the Israelites is that they were under control of the Persian people. And so actually the Persian king, he allowed them to go back to Jerusalem, just kind of like how we've been able to come back and do what we've call, been called to do. And so he lets them go back. And Nehemiah, if you don't know who Nehemiah is, he is the cupbearer of the king. So he's a really trusted person of the king because he has kind of the ability whenever he wanted to kill the king and poison his cup, but he was such a trusted man that the king let him pour his wine and pour his drinks and, and feed him and things like that, and in some ways be a trusted advisor. And so Nehemiah stays back, and a lot of his brothers and his friends go back to Israel. They go back to Jerusalem, and they come back with the worst news that the city is just in the dumps. Everyone there is just depressed and sad and the wall is completely destroyed. And so this upset Nehemiah so much that he knew and he saw that there was a need for his people and for his community. So he asked the king, can I, can I go back? But the, the first thing that he did, and it brings me to the first word of revitalize, is that he went into prayer with God. He made God a vital part in his life, and he made sure that God was gonna be a vital part in rebuilding the community. It says this in Nehemiah chapter 1. This is in praying to God. Chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands, listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people, Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees, and regulations that you have gave us through your servant, Moses. And so we see here that Nehemiah, is he is realizing, God, we need you. We've been living a life where we've acted like we don't need you, and look where it got us. And I'm not saying that COVID, it is us to blame for COVID or anything that's happened to it, but... When it comes to seeking out the needs in our community, it starts with making God a vital part in your life. It makes, and for us to make him a vital part in our community, he has to be a vital part in our own hearts, in our own lives. And Nehemiah sees that. And that's the first thing he did. And when he was praying, scholars actually say that he wasn't just praying for, for days, that he was fasting and praying for four to six months. 
That was how dedicated he was to making God a vital part in his life. And when we go to serve people, when we go to love people, God has to be a vital part in our life. And so we go on with the story, and we get on to the second word, rebuild. Rebuilding his community. So he, he goes, Nehemiah goes to Jerusalem, and he, he scouts what, what needs to be fixed, and he sees that the wall is the most important thing at this point in time, that he needs, they need to fix the wall, and they need to repair it and get it up. And, and this was such an important thing because the, in them building this wall showed that God was in this place. It says here in Nehemiah, Chapter 6, verses 15 through 16, it says, So on October 2nd, the wall was finished. Just 52 days after we had begun, when our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized this work had been done with the help of our God. When they were able to come together, make God a vital part in their, in their lives, a vital part in their community, and rebuild this wall and trust in God and do it in 52 days, which was supposed to be impossible, people knew that God was in this place. And that is how our lives should be. That is what people should see when they see this community, is that God is in this place. We should be a beacon of hope. We should be a beacon where people see light and people see that God is in this place and that he loves them. And that's why this wall was important. It it didn't only just give them protection, but it, it showed people that God was here. It was so important them. And so we get down to our third word, restore. And we can't get to this word unless we make God a vital part in our community and we look at the needs that our community needs and go and rebuild it with our minds and our hearts focused on Christ and his truths. It says here in Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 12, he said, so the people went away to eat, drink, and a festive meal to share gifts of food, and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. This is what we should be shooting for. I don't know if we look into this world, are we seeing God? Right now with COVID and the way that we've had to deal with COVID or or the way that maybe our country is acting right now and being divided Our community, our home, needs Jesus. And it starts in here, and it starts with us, and it starts with making God vital in our lives. We've been in exile for a while, but now it is time, and Mission Akron was the start of it, that we need to go out into our community, and we need to go out there, and we need to go love people, we need to go serve people, we need to go show the truths of Jesus to people. Mission Akron was just the start of it, and it keeps going, and it keeps going, and it keeps going. This is a lifestyle. And so my connection point for this morning is, are you ready? Are you ready to continue what these students and these adults did the week of Mission Akron? Are you ready to go out and serve people, no matter how little it may seem that it is? I was telling the students this all week, no matter how little it may seem that has an eternal impact if you are loving people in the name of Jesus. Every little thing that these students and adults did on Mission Akron, it has an eternal impact. We might not see the fruits of it, but God is going to use it. There's nothing too small 
that God can't use. He just says, have the faith of a mustard seed and see what he can do and move mountains. So are you willing to make God vital in your life? Are you willing to show people that God is vital in your life? Are you willing to look at the needs in the community in your homes and your neighbors and go serve them, rebuild that wall? Make it known that God is in this place and restore back to having community, to loving one another the way that God intended it, that people would understand who God truly is and how much they are loved by him. So everyone bow their heads and close their eyes. I kind of want to just challenge you this morning and just think about it. I know, I know the Holy Spirit is putting something on your heart that you know that there is a need somewhere in your life. Where Jesus needs to be. So as you're thinking, as you're listening to the Holy Spirit right now, I pray that we will be mobilized here tonight or th- this morning and go gospelize and to go serve people, to go love people, to go be the hands and feet of Jesus, just like it says in Acts 1a. And start in our Jerusalem and start here in Akron. question is, are you ready? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. We thank you for a week of, like Mission Akron, Lord, that, that can inspire us, that can encourage us to go and serve you and serve our community and start here in our homes. So Lord, I pray as we, we leave this building this morning, Lord, that we, we go out and we be your hands and feet, Lord, that you give us the courage and you give us the strength to go and serve you. Lord, I pray that everyone in this room makes you a vital part in their life. That they look to the needs that you have put in front of them, that you have called them to do. Lord, and that our community is restored and we see people come to know you because it starts in here and it starts in our hearts. So Lord, thank you for all that you do and we most importantly thank you for your son Jesus who died for us and gives us eternal life. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray.